He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This, this is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome aboard. A lot of people think are on vacation, uh, traveling. I know a lot. Uh, it was probably going to be the biggest Memorial Day weekend we've had in years uh, with people traveling. And I think a lot of them are still gone because uh, traffic on the way in today was light, which is the way I like it. Those of us who get stuck in Memphis most of the summer, the good thing about it is the rest of you guys are gone, and uh, we can travel about the city relatively unimpeded. And uh, don't have to wait in line for much, much less to wait in line for two traffic lights to clear before we get to move on. So that's a big check. The other thing I've noticed, too, and just driving back around Memphis since I got back from Florida is our streets are really bad. They're just bad. I mean, I was in Florida, and it didn't dawn on me for a couple of days. I'm driving on. There there are no potholes. Now, granted, they don't have hard winters, and there's not a lot of snow and ice. It does get cold there. We went down to Destin in the Panhandle. But all the roads are well kept. Uh, it's clean. There's not trash everywhere. There's, uh, uh, you know, and people don't speed in and out of traffic. Man, they got co- cops uh, on the interstate and in the towns, and they work. They will pull you over. They will take you to jail if you're flagrant enough in whatever your your situation was. And uh, so I, I don't know. I I just think that. Uh, uh, it, it, they're bad all over. It's not just uh, the city of Memphis. It's Collierville. It's Germantown. It's it's everywhere. And I don't, I don't really know what you do about it other than really watch for your drive because I see people all the time with blown-out tires because they hit some pothole. And, and now you're seeing people finding their own little cones to put out in the potholes along the streets that they work on just so that they won't run over them again and break a wheel or blow out a tire. So. You know, I don't know what else we could do other than call City Hall and say, you know, is there something? Could you shave off a couple of million from the Tom Lee Park and fix some roads around here? You know, we all don't go to Tom Lee Park. I know the people who live downtown are thrilled over the new park they've got. But what about the rest of us that you didn't even ask if we liked the park? You just did it. And so now we got a great park, which I haven't seen yet, other than driving down there and looking at it from the bluff because there's no place to park. Do you think that was an intended move? Oh, my gosh. I've just figured it out. They don't want us coming. Not only are we not coming, there's no place to park if you do go down there. Unless you park uh, about four or five blocks away, then get your little kiddo in the in the buggy and push him down the hill to the park, walk around the park, then push him back up the hill. But it used to. There was tons of parking down there, and uh, that's all gone to make room for the trees. They're very important. We don't have enough trees in Memphis. Do you notice that? Next storm we have, take a good look at what stuff that falls down. Those are called trees. We got more than enough out there. All right. That's just my beginning rant. Here's another one and talk about the crime. Uh, over the weekends, uh, gunshots ring out in East Memphis. Uh, cut three. Uh, that was over the Sea Isle area, uh, Quince, White Station, 
uh, just your nice afternoon out. Uh, and there's a park over there. People walk in all the time. And, uh, you know, he just, he keep going. I saw a video today. I think it was on Fox. Uh, and it was somewhere a bus driver. Some guy pulls a gun on him. He pulls his own gun out. They have a shootout there in the front of the bus. Windows being broken out. Both of them got shot. Both of them survived, but they fired the bus driver. And the other guy, they probably let free on his own recognizance. He's the one that started the whole thing. Um, and then you got all these, uh, the boycotts continue. Uh, the Bud Light is even getting stronger, I think, and it's spilling over into the other Budweiser lines. Uh, but then the Target thing, and I, and I went to Target this weekend. I drove by there to see what kind of crowd was there. Uh, because I'd heard there are some cities that you can't tell there's no change at all. And in some cities, uh, the parking lots are virtually empty. Uh, but I did love this. This is a comment made by an MSNBC guest saying that boycotting Target is literally terrorism. Cut six. When Target caves into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want, and not sell the things you don't. Well, in a way that is uh, terrorism, also fascism. Fascism is where you make people do things that you want them to do, or they will pay a severe penalty like is in uh, uh, boycotting their business. And what people are doing now, this is a grassroots movement to not go to uh, Target because they don't like the products they're selling in there right beside everybody else's products. And they feel like it's inappropriate and they're, it's a family, it's a family place. And, uh, what they're doing by saying if you in these these woke organizations and they're big and they're well funded Soros is actually behind the, the main one, and what they do is they say you go out and you got to pass this this credit test of how many points you get for doing all the correct woke things, and if you don't pay, get a passing grade, then they put out the words everybody don't do business with them. That's fascism. Uh, when you go, go to a store because they're selling something you don't like and you say, all you got to do is just, uh, you know, go back to being the way you were, uh, that's customers and that's market demand. And so, you know, I think that, uh, uh, and that you certainly have the right to not buy anything you don't want to. It's a very passive form of protest, but it's working. It's working with Bud Light. But then I heard that, uh, that, the uh, Disney world is going to have a guy dressed as a woman out front greeting little girls as they come into Disney world. So apparently they're sticking to their guns. Uh, and even though they have moved some stuff to the back of the store and in some stores at target, they've moved uh, all the woke, uh, transgenderism clothing attire for little kids, uh, out of the, the front of the store. They're still in the back of the store. So, you know, they get it, but then they say, we don't get it. And uh, it just the beat goes on, and I don't know where in the world it's going to end. But I do think people are sticking to their guns on this, and they're saying, you know what, uh, it's our money. And, and I think we're realizing for the first time how much, uh, how much leverage we actually have. I mean, they're trying to push back on corporations. Well, you know what could come to push, uh, comes to shove they may say, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to support you. We're not going to have other corporations support you. Well, what if the customers don't support you either? So either way you're dead. And, uh, I'd rather find other suppliers than I would, uh, an entire new, uh, 
customer base, because that's what Bud's looking at now. Not only did they think they could go capture some new audience that didn't really exist before, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, when was the last time you went to a party and around with a bunch of young people, especially young ladies, and see them knocking back the beers? Man, they drink like you know, Cosmopolitan, some uh, you know, something with a little rum in it. Uh, but they're not knocking back six pack, you know, a six pack of beer. They're <laughs> trying to stay lean and mean. The guys, they'll drink anything. But they, even now, they're not doing that because they're not buying any uh, Bud Light. I heard they were giving it like a $15 rebate on a six-pack or a 12-pack of uh, Bud Light just to get people to buy it. I don't think that's working. So it'll be interesting to see where this moves from now on. But uh, I know that when I went by the Target in Germantown this weekend, there were people there. And, and most of the time, it is women and, and their daughters that I see coming in and out of that Target. I don't see a lot of men. And with, with moms, I mean, that's, I know that's where Kathy goes to get paper towels, toilet papers, a bunch of stuff. That's where they go is Target. And so for a lot of people, they may never go into the clothing department to see what was there. And there's a ton of people, I promise you, that don't listen to the news anymore and have no idea what's going on in the world and don't want to know what's going on in the world. So a lot of the people that are shopping there, I don't think any, I have any idea of what's actually going on. They're just going there to get their paper towels and their toilet paper then get the heck out and there's not a, a big line now so it's a good thing <laughs> at any rate we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back and talk about some of the events of the day so stay with us and welcome back a lot more uh, trouble across the nation overnight there was um, three or four marines that were walking on the beach out in california and some Utes uh, decided to blow off some fireworks, and one of the Marines made the tragic mistake of suggesting that they take their fireworks someplace else, and about 40 of these young punks uh, jumped on them and just beat them up. Uh, fortunately, none of the Marines were seriously injured and did not require hospitalization. And then in Las Vegas, uh, there's uh, there's a video of this. It's truly bizarre. There are 40 million people a year go to Las Vegas, and generally you think of it as a pretty uh, peaceful town. But they, there was a, several brawls there over the weekend. This one has these women uh, dressed up like, I don't know what, they got like a nun's habit on, but very little else. And some guy came up to them to say something about it, and that's when that start, fight started. And they were people getting knocked down. And uh, I mean, I just uh, really don't. Recall this kind of violence on the streets of America, coast to coast, uh, like there is now. And it's like even people like the the Marine on the train that went to the aid of uh, all the people on that train with the guy that was acting very uh, aggressive. And the guy ended up uh, choking to death uh, in this chokehold the rain put on him just to keep him from, you know, fighting and or hurting anybody else. And the guy dies. Now this guy's up on murder charges. We'll see where that goes. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you got a law graduate giving a speech calling for revolution against fascist New York City Police Department's uh, cut number seven. Not there. Uh, what basically was, I think there was this girl, I think she's Muslim, and got up there and was talking about uh, capitalism's wrong. You got it? Okay, here we go. 
to recognize that the law is a manifestation of white supremacy that continues to oppress and suppress people in this nation and around the world. We joined this institution, we joined this institution to be equipped with the necessary legal skills to protect our communities, to protect the organizers fighting endlessly day in and out with no accolades, no cameras, no votes, no PhD grants, working to lift the facade of legal neutrality and confront the systems of oppression that wreck violence on them. Systems of oppression created to feed an empire with a ravenous appetite for destruction and violence. Institutions created to intimidate, bully, and censor, and stifle the voices of those who resist. But obviously not yours, young lady. You were able to get up in front of your classmates. I understand they were the ones who selected her as their speaker for this year's graduation. And uh, she sits there and says all this. So this is a law school. So keep in mind, all these other students that are cheering her out there, uh, future lawyers are going to be out there defending and uh, bringing charges against other people. They feel like they're in violation of their rights. Uh, they came here from other countries. They were born in other countries. They come here, don't like the way we're doing things. So then we're the uh, bad people. And they're going to change it to fix it so that uh, everything works for them. Uh, you just better be very careful. There's a bunch of people out there that would love nothing better than totally transform this country into, I have no idea what. But if you look around at what's going on in the country, it ain't good. Uh I do agree with Kevin Roberts. He came out and said the FBI needs to start over again. That's uh, cut number eight. Uh, wait a minute. I think you got it. Okay, here we go. It was about Durham, not the crossfire hurricane, Kevin. That's right. You Look, could use that bite either way. You, you, you could. And, and I would just say, regardless of what someone thinks about President Trump politically, that if you take a step back and look at the FBI from a, a policy and ideas point of view, it's clear that it's become politically weaponized. Ask Mark Houck in Pennsylvania. Ask the pro-life activist who's being hounded this weekend, probably as we sit here, Shannon, by two FBI agents. Ask anyone who's a reasonable conservative, and you know that this is an agency, and I mean this very intentionally as a policy objective, it needs to be started over from scratch and rebuilt. This is not a law enforcement agency. It's a political weapon. It is. And if you don't believe it, look at all the things they've done over the last six, eight years. Uh, they investigate anything that has anything to do with a conservative or Republican. A Democrat, it's like they don't even, they've had Hunter Biden's laptop now for almost six years. Six years, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, even I can find a lost bolt and a, a needle in a haystack in six years, and these morons can't seem to find uh, all the stuff that we've all listened to. We've all seen this laptop. We've all seen excerpts out of it. At first, they tried to say it's Russian disinformation. <laughs> what a genius move that was. Here's what we do. It's like somebody saying their their Facebook page got hacked, and they put all this horrible stuff out. They go, I was hacked. Yeah, sure you were. And and we, this was, I'm sure, Russian intervention, and uh, and it just happens to have a hunter in all these compromising situations. So I guess they followed him around and said, "Hey, hunter, smile. We're just doing this because we're trying to build up your popularity." So, uh, and there is this uh, soundbite number ten. I was told about it earlier. Disney put a man in a dress out to greet girls at the Magic Kingdom. So here's that. So my name's Nick. I'm one of Fairy Godmother's apprentices. I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. 
I remember when we went to Disney World, and this has been a number of years. I guess my daughter was probably eight, maybe nine, and my son was uh, 12, 13, something like that. And we went with her mom and dad, her brother, and this other couple and their kids. And this is Disney World in Florida, and we had a great time. It was uh, it was everything you could ask for. It, it was family entertainment. It was clean. It was uh, uh, there was no problems anywhere, and uh, it was very expensive. And I did quit smoking there. I started to chewing Nicorettes for that whole week because I said, you can't smoke around Goofy. I guess you could do anything around Goofy now is what's going on there. But So I uh, never smoked again after that, which is great news. Uh, and we had a great trip. But with what's going on there now, and I remember we went and had breakfast at the Magic Kingdom and uh, this princess and they had all these the people there were, were in these uniforms or like a, you know, a castle and, and it was breakfast and it was... It was really one of the most uh, incredible breakfasts I've ever had. And I've eaten a lot of great breakfasts in really some fancy places uh, over the years. And this was all tea, the silver tea services. And, I mean, it was really well done. And uh, I thought, this is really a class act. And then you see what it's now evolved into. And it's so controversial. The last thing anybody should have to face in going to the Magic Kingdom or Disney World is controversy and, and, you know, some political fight and and trying to transform children before they're anywhere near ready to start even considering uh, sexuality. I mean, that's, uh, that's a whole burden that uh, comes on us quick enough in life without having to force it on little kids with books and all kinds of um, you know, grooming that seems to be going on around the country. So... Anyway, just uh, due diligence, ladies and gentlemen. We got to uh, stay on top of it and watch what's going on. And and when we don't like it, we'll let people know. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Joining me in studios, Diane Kimbrough, Lady Di, your healthcare PI <laughs> investigator. And uh, we're going to talk about something today that it really kind of hit close to home. I've got a, a good friend that um, had cut his finger, and he went to the emergency room, and they put some stitches in, and then they gave him a tetanus shot. Well, they gave him a tetanus shot. You're supposed to get it into the fleshiest part of your your shoulder. Right. And differently, they gave it a little high and into like the 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 joint of his shoulder, the uh, rotocuff or whatever you call that whole mm-hmm. mechanism right there. And it has really been bothering him. And so he goes to the emergency room and he says, look, can you tell me what's wrong? I'll tell you what happened without me having to check in and pay for it. They said, no, you got to check in and pay for it or we ain't telling you nothing. You've got something you have called the concierge uh, package. And it's you, you can call them, you can Zoom them, you can a number of different ways. And and you really have no limit to it. And this would have been a perfect place where he could say, look, this is what happened. Do, do you think I need to go to the emergency room? Do I need to go see an orthopedics? What should I do? Yeah. And the other thing is it's available for everyone. I'm not limited to 65 and under. It can be all the way up until, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, like even though I'm on Medicare. Yes. I, I could use it because yes. uh, I don't, if I don't want to go to the doctor, then uh, I don't go to the doctor. I just call up the, the uh, concierge. So, yes. Yeah, so, and let's just say that you're, uh, we'll use this as a vacation experience, and you really don't want to go have to find an urgent care or a, a doctor's office. 
And maybe he didn't even need to go to the emergency yeah. room. He might could have just called these people and said, look, I've got a little cut. I really, you know, you think I should get stitches or can I butterfly? I mean, they can consult you there and they can do a Zoom or they can do a phone. It's whatever. And then if you need an x-ray or they think you need some services like a lab work or whatever, they will set your appointment up on the spot and they will get you the best negotiated rate you could get. Which normally we don't get to negotiate at all. No. (laughs) They actually do the negotiating for you and say, look, this is what we'll pay for this. And if not, we'll chop it around. Right. Right. And so let's say that if he had to get blood work for whatever reason, the blood panel might run $8. Well, what's your copay a lot of times? Think about that. Yeah. Copay's run anywhere from 15 to 25 to $45. So depending on your insurance coverage and if you have a copay Would you rather plan, do pay 8 bucks for that or I mean, $25 yeah. copay? Yeah. So um, what I was thinking about that on the way here, and, and his scenario would be, let's say that he did go, and, and right now he's in a situation where, yeah, I want to go to the ER and see, if, should I be worried about this? And they might send him back to the ER, but they might send him to a doctor. Well, a different doctor that he could see that could say, look, let's look at that. And a more specialist. A more well, specialized. I, and I would think it would be an orthopedics person because if they right. put a tetanus shot straight into the, the joint of your shoulder, they can't be good. Right. No. And, and it's not a flesh wound, so it's not something a, a pediatrician or a, just a regular doc is going to look at. I mean, that's an orthopedics guy. Well, yes. And then you have a whole care team. You don't have just one doctor who's randomly talking to you he will pull together a care team whatever your situation now this this can be you can have two primary care doctors why not yeah. one that's a concierge and then one that you might want to go see but this is not necessarily to take the place of it but it certainly enhances it and it's very affordable i mean for example for one membership it's 79 dollars. wow for one membership and and that's going to include also mental health you can, you can make your first couple of phone calls, and you get free mental health guidance and advice. Find someone you like, and the first call or first three calls, I think, are free. But I, then when you land on somebody, then they, you have a rate kick in. Because I, I don't think I've heard of anybody. I mean, I've never looked into mine, but nobody ever talks about health care, mental health care. Yeah. I mean, they just don't, you never hear about it. Well, it became a lot more, um, it, it came, how do I put this, it became a lot more discussed um, during COVID because people were stuck in their houses. And, and I think the, the remnants of that continue on. I think I that's agree. why we're seeing a lot of the anger and a lot of the, uh, yes. we were just talking Anxiety. about people getting beaten up on the beach and down shopping. I mean, I think people uh, went through stuff that they'll never get over. Yeah. I think for some reason there's some subdued anger, hostility, um, and, and a lot of questions in all of our minds. And we're wondering how do we end up like this where we don't trust anybody, anything, yeah. And I just think having something like this available that's going to give you not only access and all ages. See, I just love that. Yeah. It's not a health insurance plan, which is great. I'll tell you why they were going to have to charge him in the ER, because if they administer any advice, they're liable. Yeah. So, and of course, they're going to have to charge him. But you're going to pay a access fee, number one. Mm-hmm. And then if they do anything, what would they have done? I don't know. What would they x-ray? They would have, no, I tell you what they, exactly what they, they just said, you probably need to go see an orthopedic. An orthopedic, <laughs> that's right. And Dr. Farrell um, <laughs> predicted that. You know, you've gotten really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's, uh, you know, there's one good thing about getting older is you've been through so many different scenarios. And I'm just like one time uh, we took Kathy, she was feeling just terrible, took her to the emergency room. And then all of a sudden, 
we're sitting there waiting so long, but they never had seen her. And also she goes, yeah, I don't feel that bad anymore. So I called the nurse over and said, if we, you haven't done anything yet, do we have to pay anything? She says, no, just sign a release that you didn't have anything done. And you're out of here. No $500 deductible. <laughs> That's the route we're going. And, yeah. but you wouldn't know that. And in fact, I called you and you said, yeah, you should just be able to sign yeah. that and walk out of there. Yeah. It's, it's not a big deal at that point. Yeah. My mother's, um, now deceased husband had the same situation and uh it's kind of i'm glad it turned out to be gas but <laughs> they're sitting in the er well, it was for... mis- mixed emotions <laughs> and it turned out to be gas. but he's got my mother up at two in the morning <laughs> taking her to the er i'm like and it was what <laughs> oh it was gas <laughs> well i thought but, but the thing about it is I can thought, we talk about that on the radio <laughs> yeah, too late now uh when i had my appendix that just about ruptured well, in fact it did eventually as they were taking it out, I thought I just had, we'd gone to the drive-in, ate a bunch of popcorn. I think I, <laughs> I was taking Pepto-Bismol, was eating uh, real eggs, and I, I couldn't, I was getting no relief whatsoever. Stopped at the emergency room. They said, well, we don't have a doctor on duty that can examine you right now, so we can give you a pain shot. This is back in the days where they just give you a pain yeah. shot for nothing. <laughs> uh, and I said, nah, I'll just wait and come back. So I went and signed on the TV station, and it got so bad I couldn't even stand up. If there's something like this now, I said, where is it hurting? He said, my right side. And I said, it's probably your appendix. See if you're running a fever, which I was, and my white cell count was way up. Yeah. And it ended up rupturing. But I can see this in so many different scenarios with people of all ages where if you can pick up the phone and call, and especially with moms, their biggest fear is that it's worse than it is. And a lot of them want to always call their one pediatrician. And, you know, that pediatrician is seeing a lot of kids. Yeah. And while it's great that you, and my daughter had her pediatrician on text, and that was nice that he was doing that, but there are times when you just really need to talk to someone about a general topic, and you might feel a little silly talking to your pediatrician about it. You just really want to run through a couple of things. Why not have access to something like this? And then what if you just need to go get a, a quick little, um, like, x-ray because we're not sure if they fractured something. Yeah. They can schedule it. You know what I'm saying? It just avoids the whole urgent care center thing and, and it, it, it gives you access immediately. And, and let me tell you something. Those urgent care places ain't quick. You think mm-hmm. it says, you know, quick, you know, dash it. doesn't mean urgent no. care. <laughs> urgent time. I, in fact, I went once and cut my finger trimming the hedges. And I went in and I said, I need to see if I need stitches. I said, well, it's going to be a while. I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And I said, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to Walgreens to get some glue, get some, some disinfected. <laughs> I disinfected my finger. I got glue and I glued it back. And it's not like you could look at my hands and go, oh, there's the scar right there. I need plastic <laughs> surgery now for my own surgery. My hands look like I were drugged behind a covered wagon going west. And uh, so a lot of the stuff you can do yourself. And all it needs is somebody to tell you, yeah, you can go do that. Here's what yeah. you do. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a couple extra bucks, but maybe you don't need the full force of your plan that you have right now or maybe you don't want to have to use your deductible or maybe you're on ACA and it doesn't cover x-rays and labs yet well I will tell you this I did some research and 112 million Americans are struggling to make their health care payments every month because they're paying so much more than they need to be paying and even they agree with that 95 percent said it's not worth the cost of what they're paying for the value is not getting. there for them and that's where you come in is you're able to say, here's what you need, here's what you don't need, and this is how we can get it for you for almost nothing. thousand percent, yes. Yeah. I can save you hundreds a month if you look at something like this and team it up with a catastrophic plan. You're good to go. What's the number? 901-606-9091. Well, uh, 
always say, keep a tube of glue in your pocket. <laughs> don't follow his advice. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah. Everybody goes, oh, Earl, he knows now. This is not Dr. Farrell. This <laughs> no. is Earl. This is Earl talking. <laughs> All oh, right. Me. Diane Kimbrough, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back. And welcome back. That wow you heard was uh, Paul Shanklin entering the studio. (laughs) People don't know this. For many rock and roll groups, you're that person going, Woo! Go, girl! (laughs) Well, that was the thing back back in the day. High-pitched, yeah. High-pitched. Four Seasons. Yeah, yeah. uh, All those guys. Walk like a man. Yeah, it's like. Sing I what? like bread and butter. Yeah. I like That's, toast and jam. That is the that is this that is the strangest song. It's it, a guy. Uh, yeah. It is a guy singing it. Yeah. I always thought it was a girl singing. No, it's a guy. And it's like, I, I can't even do it. So too but it late was, in the day. Yeah, it was uh or too early. But it was one of it's like a little nursery rhyme that somebody did. They put music to it and it had a and, and people started like the, the the melody and really didn't pay attention to the words until they started What's he saying? How would you like to be the background singers? They all sounded like they were bored with it. <laughs> yeah. I like bread and butter. Is this where we eat like and jam? Yeah, it's like it's like. Can we just leave now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, they take the studio money every time. Oh yeah. Uh, what have Paul in? And uh, later, your your Gary's coming in. Yeah, Gary Lee Kiefner. And uh, try to explain what's going on with this debt. Uh, limit thing that the Congress and the Senate and, and everybody's talking about. It. Well, it's just like when you call your credit card company and you've already made a purchase <laughs> and you need to increase your debt limit because you can't make your payment because you're going to borrow against your credit card to keep to pay going. the bill, yeah. to pay the bill for last month, you know? So, and it's similar to that. And it's that phone call to the, to the, you know, capital one or whoever. And, and, uh, uh, I was just uh, wondering if but, you wouldn't mind giving me a little bit, just one more extension, you know, to but raise my credit. Are, are you more worthy now for credit? Do you make more money? Well, no. I just need it, man. <laughs> I really need it. That's and we promised everybody they're going to get it. Yeah, and our full faith in credit is, you know, uh, Scout's Honor, I'm going to pay it back someday. Oh, actually, my grandkids are going to pay it back someday. And in the meantime, they keep going up every year. And uh, they just keep saying, well, you know, we'll just kick it down the road. Well, and it's really been, you know, it's it's been on a trajectory, and I don't want to blame it totally on the Democrats because, you know, no, it's during, both sides. Uh, it was, it was, it was uh, uh, Bush 2, uh, you know, had the war thing going. We don't care. We're going to do anything we can to do it, and uh, we're going to fight two wars and uh, that nobody asked for. Uh, we're going to build schools, going to build hospitals. For the kids that go to that school, get shot for going to school, we're going to build them a hospital, you know. And they, they, we just, you just need to put Thomas Jefferson's words into, into, in everybody's hands there, and it'll be a better country. Yeah, that kind of expeditionary force that we were doing, we were borrowing a boatload of money for that, and then Obama came in and got, we got a lot of emergencies, got to just borrow money. More so, Trump didn't care. I mean, Trump the other day said. Well, we just default on the debt. I don't care. We could. It was just we're gonna have to default on it anyways. 
And it's just like when I ordered those mirrors and said, you know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna order the mirrors, take delivery, and then claim bankruptcy on the casino. <laughs> so you're he didn't care too much about the debt going up and Republicans were borrowing money. You can't they're they're now going, Whoa, you're awful, but they but did the, the thing same about, thing. Okay, the, for their own purposes. Let's just kind of break it down a little bit though. For, it's one, been building for one quite of the a while. Things is this huge eighty-nine billion dollars for the IRS to hire more agents to collect. They're already collecting more money than there's ever been collected in the history of the IRS. Correct? Yeah, but they got to have enough. They have to have enough agents to send them to every person who's on this station. <laughs> so just like they did Matt Taibbi, you yeah. know, they, they show up at his house when he's in front of a. a is that is that ballsy or what? It's like, we don't care. We don't care if they know. We don't care if everybody knows. We're going to, you know. Well, it's like, great. He's a that, reporter, and you're going to send agents to his house. How is that going to work out for you? It's it's going to be like a threat. They didn't care. They no. didn't care. And, and they don't now because the DOJ is not going to do anything to them. No. The IRS is not going to do anything to them. No. They're all in the political game. All in on it. Yeah. And uh, so the head of the FBI refused again. I don't know if he complied. I doubt if he complied today. No. And with his subpoena. No. So I said, what, what you going to do now? I said, well, we've told him. We've had it. Yeah. yeah what you going to do? Because you can't do anything. Because the Congress has no ability to arrest anybody or charge anybody. Well, they can, they can uh, char- you know, put him in contempt of Congress, which if a Republican does that to a Democrat, it doesn't mean anything. If they do it to a Republican, they go to jail. Oh, they're going to go to jail, and we people really, are going to jail. Yeah, you know that's and and uh, again, it's just it's just uh, it's there's always been a two tiered and a two different standard. It's just so now so much more plain in sight. And you were saying earlier, a lot of people don't pay attention to news, don't care. They go, well, that's just politics. I don't care nothing about politics. <laughs> But uh, until, you, you know, you or your son or your daughter, you know, or have an agent at the front door because yeah. of something they put on Facebook uh, promoting liberty or or just saying the administration was cuckoo, uh, you know, maybe they need that many agents. I mean, they would. If they're going to do that, they're going to need a whole lot more than what, uh, what My question saying. is, for $89 billion, would they be better off just being more efficient with the people they have now? Well, or getting a new computer system. I have understood that their computers are like super way out of date. The the programs are way out of date. They don't have enough people for customer service. And they did lose a lot of senior people during COVID because they just quit. Everybody quit. I said, I ain't Uh, coming back. There's a special phone number for uh, 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 an accountant to call. Okay. You don't have this number. You can't talk to them. But they can. They can call to get an answer. For a, on a on a return and say, look, I'm I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to figure this return out, and I need these documents, or I need to know what the rules are. You know, straighten me out on this. Couldn't get them for two years. Talking to Paul Shanklin, we're going to talk more about this debt ceiling thing and what's really going on here because I don't think we're going to get a straight answer from anybody. We'll be right back. He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. 
And thank you very much. Uh, welcome back. Uh, in studio with me is Paul Schaefer, who is a licensed, uh, registered member of the... <laughs> Schaefer? He, he's actually a, a certified uh, financial planner. And, yeah. and so, bonafide. I'm bonafide. Bonafide. Uh, and uh, also with us is Gary Lee Keffner, who is also a licensed, uh, registered... Uh, bonafide. Bonafide. Certified financial planner. CFP. And, and, and also farmer. He was... Uh, t- we were talking about tractors a minute ago. I did grow up on the farm. I got my skid steer going, by the way. It's no longer a paperweight. It's no longer a paperweight. I've got to get the I've got to get the valves adjusted though. So I've just got to get the 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 control plate. They have to completely change the angles of everything. This is tractor talk, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, we're boring everybody. New Holland, New Holland skid steers. It's it's like talking with my son and one of his uh, fellow rancher rodeo people. And they're they're always talking about diesel trucks and uh, horse trailers and and, skid steers. Yeah. Yeah, I said. You guys ever talk about anything else? Huh? <laughs> is there anything huh? else? Bud Light. What, what else is <laughs> Bud Light? Well, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> don't talk about it. Uh, we were talking uh, before you got here, Gary, about the uh, the debt ceiling, and it, it's, I don't even think it's out of committee yet. In fact, I, I'm hearing from all these Republicans that are saying that you know there's still time to call your congressman and say, "Do not bend on this thing." Still $89 billion for the IRS so they can come after us. But who's voting for that? That's what I would like to know. Well, that's what and they will get tagged. I mean, the Democrats want them to. They, there's things in there that they want them to vote for. They say, well, you voted for uh, the, You know, they're going to turn around at election time. He voted to send an agent to your yeah. door. It'll be, it'll be Democrats. Say, it'll be Democrats saying that. But, but you're hearing from both sides of these stories. That, and I, I told uh, Paul during the break, I said, it reminds me when I was a little kid and uh, I was home, not home. I was out later than I should have been. Me and my two pals are standing at a streetlight coming up with a story about how why we were late. My dad comes driving in the car and goes, where have you been? I said, I said, what are you doing? I said, uh, we're trying to come up with a good story. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what's going on. They're both trying to come up with a story that will cover their butts. That's politics. And uh, yeah. then blame the other one and then and have everybody happy with you. But but uh, I'm saying if they don't, if, if the Republicans ca- crash on this thing, I got nothing for him. I mean, in fact, I heard somebody say if Trump wants to be get the nominations nailed down, have him uh, buy into this deal, and he'll be the nominee. Yeah, <laughs> as it is now. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, I just a lot think, of sausage and all this stuff. I mean, that's the well, that's analogy. It, but, but if we want to see sausage made, that's just like the yeah. bills that come through Washington D.C. Okay, but but you guys have clients that you have to deal with, and you have the law to deal with. Correct. Right. Oh, so yeah. when they come to you and they say, uh, "Well, are we winning on this thing? Or are we not winning on this thing?" He said, "Here's here's what the law is, and this is what we can do, and that's it." But these guys, it don't make any difference. Well, they write the laws, so that's the, that's what and they're doing they right now. If yeah. it didn't work, they just change the law. Well, or they ignore it. Or ignore I mean, it, which is what's been going on with the Democrats because DOJ's doesn't prosecute anybody for anything unless you're a republican then it's anything and everything and we just want to be on the record we're both democrats <laughs> <laughs> as long yeah. as you're right i don't care what anybody is but if you're wrong you're wrong and i it's the hardest thing in the world is to get people to to say what's going on here because well, what can, what i think to this you know what does this mean for markets and so i mean i i, I just think it's going to be a whole week of waiting in 
anticipation for what it will be until there's yeah. a decision made, and yeah. then that's when the markets will decide which way they want to go. Right. <laughs> but how much does that have to do with anything that the the politicians go? I mean, they do stuff. The market reacts, and then. There's, what could they do to react to the market if it didn't go their way? Well, markets react short term because right. it's all psychological. Ah! Long term, you know, you, you, where were we 10 years ago, 20 years ago? I mean, you have to look at it a long term frame. And there was a lot of this kind of stuff has gone for, on for, for decades. Yeah. Right. So you, we have this every dance every two to every, three years, every two years or, or, two one, years. or one year, depending on yeah, how, they, how they, yeah. and they always set it just beyond. The election. This time they midterms, said it, yeah. it, the January of 25. Yeah, they waited till after the midterms. Right. And then and they said, oh, we got to get it done. Well, right. they could have got it done a year ago. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing before the the, the Democrats had control. They could have gotten anything of they everything. wanted through. Right. And then they couldn't get anything beyond an extension just like we're going to have again. Yeah, right. So why didn't they? Because there's a lot of sausage. In, and there's, in and there's, and it's, yeah, again, fun with politics. I mean, there there's... Uh, it's easier to put off the pain to do a continuing resolution. Had, if you're doing budgets, they do a continuing, continuing resolution. But they had the House, they had the Senate, they had the White House. Well, they put the hard decisions to the next guy. So they go, and I'm going to be gone in five years, or I'm going to move or, up and be a senator, and right. I won't be, I won't be here. It's going to yeah. be an election. All right. So, so uh, when you explain to, you're, when you go home at night, let's do it this way. And you're explaining to Angie, and you're explaining to your wife. She says, shut up. <laughs> and you get the same treatment I did. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? But She's talking about Target. And you're trying to explain, though, and say, look, here's what's really going on. None of this really makes any, it doesn't really matter right now because it hasn't gone to committee. Once it goes committee, or the rules committee. It comes out of committee, yeah. It goes in there, and they're the ones who really decide what's going to make it in the final bill, correct? And what they're that going they, to let, what they're going to vote to let out of committee. If the go, Democrats don't, if the, if 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 Speaker doesn't have a plan, if he doesn't have some votes on that committee, Democrat votes who will vote for it. And it doesn't sound like he does. Then he didn't have a plan B for the committee, and uh, he's just thinking the pressure, the pressure of everybody going, "Hey guys, come on, let's just get it done. Let's get it done. Let's work for America. Get it done." That the two guys that are holding it up will will roll. He's well, betting and hoping they'll roll. So. Look what happened uh, on the midterms. All those guys that held out got what they wanted in the end. Did they right. not? Uh, I just like the other day, Corinne uh, Pierre. Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. Pierre, yeah. Came out and said, they said, well, what's your plan B? She goes, there is no plan B. <laughs> you got no plan B. I'm sitting there going, everybody has a plan B. I've got plan well, B. Not gonna, the plan B is don't tell anybody plan B. That there is a plan B. <laughs> We'll don't tell people that Friday pl- afternoon. Don't tell people that Plan B is Plan C. <laughs> that's that's a ooh wow, uh, you know, three level chess. But I, you know, they're McCarthy just wants to get a win, get it, get gone with it, get get something it over he with. Say get that it over we, with. We won. Something. We won something. You know, here's a little bitty pelt. So this, the, no, this is it's like going to the carnival away. and you win the, the the big stuffed teddy bear. Right, it's worth a buck and a half. But they still got your fifty dollars. Yeah, they got your fifty dollars <laughs> getting the stupid bear. Yeah, and then your girlfriend who you think is going to just love you for this, you go, well, I'm not. That's a big dust magnet, man. <laughs> I don't want that thing in the house. And so you sit there, go, well, eighty bucks got, for nothing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's it's just like that. Pretty close. <laughs> the reason you go to the fair, right? To right. Throw your money away. Yeah, exactly. So you go get a you can get a decent I, shot at life. That is, <laughs> yeah. That maybe that maybe that's the comparison is that it's this is going to the fair and uh, you know 
saying how you're going to tell your girlfriend how you're going to win something as you lose everything at the same time. So I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, McCarthy's on thin ice. They got a thin majority. It's all, and I can, you know, the Democrats more than anything want to see him fail and they'd love to see him get thrown out by his own people and have, you know, just, just, they can say, well, they can't govern. They can't govern. We need reasonable people to get in here. Well, they just said, like uh, They wanted an adult in there. That's why they elected right. Joe's because he's the adult in the room. He's the elderly adult. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you hear him today? He was getting some helicopter. They were saying, so how do you think the, the that ceiling negotiations are going? He goes, I'm not going to tell you. They said, what do you mean you're not going to tell us? I don't know. Why would I tell you? If you if I say they're going good, you got to go say, well, Trump, I mean, Biden's winning and there's no sense in carrying on. If I say I think we're behind and everybody's been mad, either way, I lose. I'm not telling you anything. In other words, his way of saying, get off my lawn. Yeah. Get off my lawn. I mean, but you think how he, Trump used to talk to everybody for oh, ever. for 30 minutes. Yeah. And say, yeah. we're going to default. We might as well just go ahead and default. Let him take the mirrors back out of the casino. I didn't like him anyhow. Yeah. I, well, but he even said in his book that the, the, the art of the deal is you've always got to be willing to walk away from it, even if it's walking away from a deal. That's, that's something, yeah, that is important with any kind of deal making is like, it's like knowing what, what you're willing to walk away from. Did he walk away from any deal? I don't know. I mean, I, obviously three, well, mar- two, he, three he, marriages, he walked away from well, a couple of deals. I meant in the four years. Is what <laughs> no, I no, no, no. All I remember on his, on his deals was <clears throat> I'm never signing something like this again. Right, yeah. which I think as is I the same it, as I sign it kind as of I stuff we're it. talking about right now, except yeah. well, just as you signed, it, nobody will remember anyhow, which <laughs> is pretty much true. I mean, people, there'll be a this all will be a big, big deal for a week, and then it'll, it'll be all, it'll all be gone, yeah. and there'll be some relief in 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 the market. So go, wow, everything's great now, and then they start looking at earnings again. Oh, crud! It'll be it's always a dog chasing its tail, either going up in the market or going down. You know, a rumor comes out, and today, this is the this is the thing we should focus on, and tomorrow will be something completely different. And uh, you have to be, you have to be crazy to be trading on all of that. Everything's a meme issue. Yeah, everything's yeah, everything. a yeah, yeah. And it's like Target. Oh, well, that's what I want to talk about. So when we come back, let's talk about uh, do the boycotts work? And somebody came out today and said boycotts are just another way of of, of, of terrorism. Uh, economic terrorism economic terrorism but at the same time it is it also is market driven i mean it's it's if you look at uh buy sell uh, market determines what what is successful and right now the american people found out they have a voice when it comes to buying beer at least maybe they don't have a voice nothing else (laughs) with target because all of our wives go get toilet paper and paper towels at target so we'll see if that works we'll talk about it when we come back And welcome back. We're up here. Uh, I think he's trying to make us chill out. No. Just like yeah, a temper a little get, bit. We're going to get chill on the radio now. Before, before we get them all cranked up again. You're right up here on the microphone. You got Paul Shanklin up here, Gary Lee, Keefner, and they're both uh, certified financial planners. So I wanted to ask him questions that you can't get out of the government. And, uh, he probably can't so get out of us. <laughs> well, you're giving them. You I, have to be careful. It's Are they uh, listening? Yeah, that's right. Are they listening? But I wanted to run the, clients are always the, the current uh, mode of of uh, corporate uh, dictation, which is uh, companies trying to tell us what to do and how to think, what to buy and why you buy it. 
Not yeah. all, of course, are. I mean, there was uh, Home Depot during some unrest in Atlanta uh, now, I guess, a year and a half ago, a year ago. They, they, they were being pressured, you know. Oh, you 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 got to say what where you are on this. You got to take a stand. And they said we sell hardware. Period. That's what we do. You I know. Mean, I mean, or maybe you know that that was a but, perfect but answer. CEO, like, we don't take stands. We sell hardware. But the CEO of of Home Depot is that way. I mean, he said, "I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. We and, sell we sell hardware and tools and building supplies at great prices and have customer service." And that's, you know, we, we have better customer service than anybody else or whatever they're going to say. So then where does all the, the woke come from then? Why why would... It's Gary. Why in the... Yeah, yeah I did it. <laughs> I made one started little, it, one it little started pitch. in Mississippi. Yeah. Why don't you just take the Bud Light in a different direction? <laughs> I always hated Bud Light. <laughs> but when, when you see something like that happen, and you see what happened to Bud Light, and it's continued, we're now into, what, the sixth week, and it's continuing to widen. I, it's, I think it's, it's kind of like new Coke. They may have, they may just have a, a paper weight at the end of this for the brand name, Bud Light. Is I, Max Headroom going to make a comeback? I don't, <laughs> I don't think I don't we'll know. ever see him again. I don't know, but it <laughs> is, it is, but it's, it's, I'm just saying it's going to be a worthless brand. I mean, trying to, the money it would take to fix Bud Light would, well, it's would, already, be, would, would it's way exceed anything they're ever going to get out of it. I just already, don't see how they fix it. Maybe so. there's a plan. Maybe it's to get rid of the light part because that's politically <laughs> that would incorrect. Be, actually, that would be great. It's like, no, everybody makes a better light beer than you do. <laughs> yeah, everybody. And, and it wasn't like it. My was, sister what, makes better beer than you do. Exactly. In fact, I heard they're giving $15 rebates for people buying a 12-pack uh, if you buy it and it's still not selling. So. I well, mean, it goes bad, you know. I, it it goes bad in so many months, and I'm not sure. Oh, and, the, and they say they're they're picking up all the stale beer and exchanging. But the bar said we don't want it; just takes up space, and ain't nobody buying it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so don't deliver it. So when when you see that working, and then you see Target come along and put it in the transgender clothing department for children, I'm talking small children. Uh, right till Bass Pro has the trans section and the shooting supplies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm holding my breath on that one. Uh, but so, do you think that is working? Uh, and and we'd like to put that to our, our listeners two six zero five nine two six Eric nine zero one. How much are, is your wife you still yeah. shopping at Target since this thing broke? Because I drove by. The Target on Germantown this weekend, they were still, it wasn't packed, but there were still a lot of people there. Are people still going to Target and do you plan on continuing? You said Angie. You, yeah, she, wife, she, she got said, rid of the credit she card. Said, I'm She's done. like, no, I'm done. And, and, uh, and, and we're not, we're not really ones for boycotts. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, cause if you, if you boycotted every business that did something stupid, you'd just be at home making your own oatmeal. <laughs> uh growing it how do you do that it. yeah go, growing it and cooking it which i eat a lot of oatmeal so it might it may actually help us but it's a segment uh, of the population who is all for that actually right on. i mean they just want to go off the grid and grow your own food right and, and just not have to deal with um uh, yeah, i had a friend of mine that used to write with me on the limbaugh show and he he just he 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 reached and this is uh the bush years i think he just hit uh uh w bush he just he just hit the max you know, uh, saturation of politics and he just had to leave it alone because it made him, it made him angry to even think about it. And so he says, I just got to focus on something else. And, uh, 
I think a lot of people. Have a done lot that. of people have mm-hmm. done that, and and uh, and. But then wouldn't and I think Gary, you brought this up, is that uh, then all of a sudden you you find them just leave me alone, let me live my life, and then they come up and they tell you uh, you can't do that. Uh, we're going to just make uh, all restrooms at Target transgender, which I had no problem with because guess what? Most restrooms you go places are either either yeah. or. Yeah. There's one person at a time, and it right. doesn't matter what they are, and I got no problem with that. But then when they come back and put something like transgender stuff in the middle of uh, the store next to the women's bathing suit department, which they're there with their kids and their kids are wandering around in the department next door and they're going, look at this one, mom. Yeah. I like this color. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're hurting the Untuck It shirt it, brand. And they're, 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 that's, that, that has a completely different connotation now uh, than it had, you know, the, the How'd the you like to be, that, yeah, be Tuck the, It? Yeah. I mean, they were making a fortune with that shirt. And all of a sudden now he goes, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, I'm tucked, but not tucked. Uh... <laughs> then there's also, anyways, I, I don't want to get into that. Um, Probably not. See, but, that's right. We got the microphones on. Do, but do you see uh, it different effects for the bud? People could go to plenty of other beer out there, microbreweries, other national brands, international brands. Voodoo Ranger. Uh, and it, as you is. said, we both pointed out earlier, it wasn't stuff. that good anyway. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, you know, Dom Perignon champagne, and you're going, well, we're not going to buy that anymore. <laughs> we can forgive the French for some things. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk more about uh, the boycott. Is it working? Is it worth it? So stay with us. And welcome back uh, in studio with me right now, Paul Shanklin, who, of course, uh, is a certified uh, financial planner. Finagler. And also uh, Gary Lee Keffner, who is also a certified. I'm certifiable. Certifiable, yeah. Which we're all certifiable. And we're talking just about the impact that this uh, the current situation is on everybody with as far as the debt limit. And, and apparently, I'm gathering from... What they're telling me is there's nothing we can do about it. Just hope that uh, they don't just keep screw, voting. They don't, they just keep voting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for who, we don't know. So we've moved on from there to the boycott of things like Bud Light, which apparently is really having an impact on Budweiser, not just on Bud Light, but in their entire line. And I don't know if it's because they own another number of other brands uh, out there. Well, of course, Bud Light is Budweiser. So I would think that it's probably impacting, you know, other products and, and this is, there's no, I don't think there's any like organized boycott if I know of. No, it's, it's just, this is just consumer revulsion. This is just, just, I've done with it. I've had to go through diversity training at work. I've had to listen to somebody <laughs> tell me how, because I'm this color, particular color that I must be evil. And you have to listen and I have, to, I don't have a voice anymore and all this kind of crap. And then you come home and Bud Light's, you know, throwing this uh, weirdo on the TV this is your chance to fight back, and it's just consumer revulsion of the whole mess. But what, then, not just then, not just the product, but the whole everything that we're having to live through right now. But then you see a company like uh, Target come up and do something just as equally oh my am- beer amazing. <laughs> Watch this, Eddie. Another, oh my beer, it, which it is, has become a, a Bud Light moment. It I mean, is. That's that they're calling. It. Hey, they jumping the shark. It's another a Bud, Bud Light, Light disaster. Moment. Yeah. 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 And so when it uh, it's like that, then and then I understand that um, um, what is the the company the 
North Face. They've come out with a line of men's bras or something. And interestingly enough, they had the, the representative was called Patagonia. Well, there's a product line called Patagonia, and I don't think North Face owns it. They don't. It's a totally uh, different It's a line. different company. It's a different company. So it, it was really kind of a dig at their own, that this, their competition. Yeah. Patagonia is, I would say, a little higher end than North Face. As far as equipment, a friend of mine, he got back from Colorado. He's a big time outdoors guy. Had an order down here, down the street. He canceled the North Face stuff. He's like, no, nope, wow. I'm going to go get something else, but it won't be this. Just tell them I'm sending it back. And well, it was like 800 bucks. And same thing with Nike. They're one shirt. Yeah. People that, uh, that get endorsements like, uh, Ja, he had a tennis, a shoe deal with Nike and before his latest handgun incident and uh they ended up selling out in three hours after the shoe came out and they said well we no longer have a problem with ja <laughs> uh, he's our guy so a lot of shoes money talks uh so do you think it just depends on the product or do you think that that people are saying you know i'm not going to buy anything anymore if it's not something that i agree with or they don't invest i mean you, there, what there's a couple of cell phone it's, companies out there that said we don't invest with uh uh, you know, uh, abortion, uh, people that, uh, support abortion. We don't invest our money in anything like that. And there are people obviously that go for that and go sign up for that. Other people don't leave their current carrier just cause it's just a hassle to leave anything and start something new, but stopping to buy beer. I mean, when you're out of beer, you're out of beer time to get more. Yeah. You would think beer might be a little more sticky yeah. than say coffee. Yeah. Starbucks, but um, I think <laughs> well, we're seeing the results of that. Us. Starbucks did it's just hard, fine. And it, it's really hard for us to know, okay, what company's going to go pop here because, you know, we read reports and we're we're doing, you know, analysis and all this sort of thing, looking through data and go, well, this is a better company than all their other competitors and they had a good year last year and the year before and it seemed to be consistent. And then we invest in it and then we find out the company's target. <laughs> <laughs> And they get targeted. I mean, they, they just, they go and shoot themselves in the head. Cause you don't really, I mean, you can forecast a lot of things, but stupidity is difficult we, to forecast. Usually yeah, there's a, there usually is some sort of pattern of stupidity. It's maybe a black swan event, you know, something that's nobody's looking at, nobody's thinking about. And, it, and then it, but happens. it could happen and it does. Yeah. Well, I just think that there, this whole woke thing is in fact i was watching a comedian the other night and i was actually laughing out loud and i started thinking about when was the last time you laughed out loud at any tv show and i was thinking back uh, to some of the ones i used to mork and mindy well wkrp mork and mindy (laughs) but you literally would laugh out loud at lines in those shows but now you can't say anything that is would be considered detrimental or making fun of anybody else on the show. You we know? were watching the Rockford Files when we were on vacation. We they they have it on, yeah. Everything's on the internet now. So we were watching the Rockford Files, James Garner, and how it was just like the the script and everything, and how he how he talks to talk how he talks to women, some of the jokes he makes and other things. And this was mainstream, yeah. nineteen seventy two, nineteen seventy three, and you're going. Wow, things sure have changed. <laughs> Tune into an old episode of Cheers. What's oh, that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he, there's nothing politically correct about that show. Yeah, He's I always, don't think you could show Friends. I know you couldn't produce a lot of these things because of the jokes being made, and mm-hmm. you know the the. Uh, and now it's like uh, comedians have come out and they just more libertarian about it, and like going, "This is stupid. We mm-hmm. we need to be able to tell jokes." You know, I'm I'm I'm. Uh, 
I don't think I, I would never survive in that in their world going to you. They can't go to universities. They can't do anything. And everybody, okay. somebody gets upset. People One person. Seinfeld gets, and all. They've said they said they they will not go to a college university anymore because you cannot make a joke about anything. The kids start booing you. Right. I can only imagine how well I do in college now. Hey, come here. I got a good one for you. It'd be, it'd Pull be, my fingers. Still yeah. works. That's Se- the only one that still 72 works. 72 men in graduate school beaten to death. <laughs> I didn't know it was wrong to say that now. <laughs> then you have to get in front of the committee and confess. Confess. Yeah. Confess your sins. Well, I had another article here. In front Back of the that, retarded. Uh, let's see what you think about this. Uh, cut number uh, nine. Uh, the... CFA CEO says all whites should get down on their knees and shine black people's shoes. Some of our closing moments here, but a story that was shared with me by a dear friend who shared with me about a revival that was taking place at a church in Texas. And uh, at that revival on the front seat was an older African-American, young, uh, older African-American man, man that was sitting there. And this young man got up that uh, was there in that service and he'd been so gripped with conviction about the racism that was in that local community in a small town in Texas that he, he took a, uh, a shoe brush and he walked over to this elderly gentleman and he knelt on his knees and began to shine his shoes. And uh, tears began to flow uh, in that service. Uh, it was an attitude of, uh, of conviction. So I, I invite folks to just to to put some words to action here. And if we need to find somebody that needs to have their shoe shine, we need to just go right on over and shine their shoes. And uh, whether they got tennis shoes on or not, maybe they got sandals on, it really doesn't matter. But there's a time in which we need to have, you know, some, some personal action here. Maybe we need to give them a hug too, brother. <laughs> and, some, hug. And, some, and some stock in Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I bought about 1,500 of these, and I gave to all our Chick-fil-A operators and staff a number of years ago. And uh, so any expressions of a contrite heart, of a sense of humility, a sense of shame, a sense of embarrassment, uh, begin with an apologetic heart. The thing about that is there's an organization here in Memphis that used to give away shoes and have a... Uh, of cleansing of the feet uh, is, is what Jesus did. Right. And I can see that, but to, to make it solely about uh, that we should be embarrassed about uh, how black people were treated at one time, I don't think anybody's proud of what happened then. But it's... Well, the, and you had, but you had half of the country that, that, you know, fighting the other half of the country over slavery and and, what, and, and they were, were white people, Caucasian people, fighting other Caucasian people so that black people could be free. And everybody forgets that. Well, not only that, there were black people that owned black slaves in this country as well. There was that going well. on, too. They it were was... first captured by black people in Africa, and sold, sold to Arabs, who yeah. then sold them to the British and everybody else and brought them over here. It Everybody's was a catastrophe all it. the way around. But my but point the, is, why did you know? Why does you have to blame any ones? Because has anything segment? happened since then? No, I think some bad. No, I'm saying has anything happened? Oh, has anything bad happened since slavery? Because I think there has. I mean, I think well, you know the 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 between the Nazis China, and the Soviets still and, using slave labor to yeah. manufacture and nobody stuff care. We, we don't care. In this country. To manufacture those shoes you were saying again. Yes. So Nike. Nike's, Let me say that Nike's again. got Nike. The, 
Nike's got the the Uyghurs over there making shoes. Mm. It's just it's like and nobody cares. And guess who the biggest uh, supporters of Nike is? Are black athletes that, that sign off on their shoes? Well, they do. They do pay them. So that's the you know and and also the NBA is like in the in the pocket of China for whatever reason. Uh, they, have a, they, 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 they love tall people. They, well, love, they love to they have them come over people. there, and then they're like heroes and yeah. everything. And so there are two billion reasons. Two billion yeah. reasons, yeah, to, to buy tickets. But but the thing is, is like to say that history is replete with lots of bad things happening to a lot of people, and it isn't unfair, and it isn't right, and nobody's ever going to make it right. I don't think anything that's happened since uh, since World War II has made it right. You know the, what happened? What the Nazis did to all kinds of people. Nobody can set that. You can't set that. Right. Even then, you can't punish all they, they the Germans out, from now on. They went out and got right. all the German scientists and got them going to work for us. They got all these other. Well, Germans. they were pretty sure. And they said and Russia. Remember and Russia involved all that too. Yeah, Russia so. got and so them, yeah. it was like okay, you were my enemy, but now we need you to help do this. And so it's uh, it's my. It's, you're, you're right. My father used to tell me this all the time when we would complain to his kids. It's not fair. He goes good lesson get get used yeah. to it guess what it ain't never going to be fair no and you should take it out of your vocabulary right now and just go on and say okay i'm going to win some i'm going to lose some the and ill will the ill will that's being created by this whether it's diversity you know, crazed crazed diversity training i'll say that or whatever the ill will that's being created by that i don't think you can get rid of it for a long long time well it's gonna, certainly it, not- they're, they're gonna ruin because people will just say at a business, they're going to say, well, we could hire this this black woman, but, you know, I just don't want to have any problems. And they just won't hire her. But on the other hand, they're going to say, I can't hire anybody but this person because we have to fill this job with a minority. Well, I, I don't I think there's going to be I think there's going to be pushback and and they're not thinking this thing through. Uh, it's. You're, you're, you're creating a monster, uh, that you, you're not going to be able to stop. And, and, uh, and they've, they've, they're getting there. Maybe AI will figure it out. We gotta, AI will move. <laughs> AI will move to, to <laughs> Texas. We need to go to yeah, Texas. Certainly ain't no AI down there. Oh, AI, AI. No, we, it's IE. IE. That's what happens when they fall off the cliff. Uh, we'll fall off the cliff, uh, and wrap this thing up right after the break. Stay with us. And welcome back on uh, a lovely, this is still considered spring, correct? It feels like it. Don't tell anybody because then they'll, it they'll a, switch. They'll it turn that switch on. I've, stifling hot yet. And uh, Yeah, I had I had uh, uh, bronchitis last week, but it was great to be outside. So I just I tried to stay off the phone and just work outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I trimmed uh, shrubs in my yard and... Uh, you forget as as uh, as you start approaching senior years that uh, as we reach a certain age, they and and I read this today was that you don't realize you know you're getting older, but you don't really realize it until you try to do stuff you used to do and never think about it. Right. And also now you go, so now jump I jump off the porch. I mean, I used to do the whole row of uh, boxwoods behind my house, and then I do one side of azaleas, and I get the other side of azaleas, and that would take me a day and. Uh, the other day, I, I did one box wood at a time, half. Took a break, went sat under the fan and on the deck, and then came back to the other half. Still got it done. It just took longer, but I, I've learned to 
pace, pace it and not well, go in there and attack my joints, it. My joints were telling me, uh, take a break today. So it was a good day to come on. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then you were on your tractor all day moving dirt. Yep. And so I guess my question is, when we all we all come here and we sit and talk about things and people sit there listening and they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all still look forward to finding something like trimming box woods, uh, working on your tractor at home. You got there with your new tractor moving dirt. Then we go back to those things because that's something we can see immediate change, action, right. and result to. Well, it kind of frees your mind up because if you, uh, you know, I read a lot, but, uh, you know, we, we look at a lot of reports and things and, and, uh, it's just kind of, it, it, you're doing something, I don't want to say mindless, but you're doing something completely different and ideas pop into my head. That's when I have actually my best ideas for radio when doing a skit or something. It's just, it just, it's not, we're going to sit down, we're going to think about a skit. It's, it's something I'm just outdoors and, uh, something triggers. yeah, listening to Todd Stearns. But you can't I even think, say that anymore. I didn't say this. You used to yeah. say that. Triggered a great idea. Now trigger is yeah. a, is a very. It was anti- a horse when I was a I kid. Was a horse. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, uh, my son who's in his early thirties, uh, he, he does it. He's a cowboy who takes care of and works on the ranch and takes care of horses and cattle and all the rest of that stuff. Just turn and off he, the radio. Doesn't watch. Doesn't yeah. watch or listen. He listens to music. And, but. And I said, did you hear about this? He goes, I don't want to hear about it. And and I think there are a lot of young people that are that way. They it's, just say this. And, and uh, adults. I mean, I know a lot of people that just don't watch the news anymore. And, and they might even be like, they might even agree with you on something, but they just don't want to know anymore. They've reached saturation. And I, and I think they don't, they don't trust anybody. You know, they don't trust the government. They don't trust the, the national media. They don't trust the local media. It's, uh, I mean, Except for us. Well, K- what KWAM they can trust KWAM. Well, you can obviously. trust us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that it, it is. I look at when I when I got out of college uh, in the early seventies and went to work back in my hometown. The, I was so proud to be in working for a news department. I can remember driving down the street in the news unit, going, "Man, this is really something." And I was with the other guys that were on TV, and I was going, "What a what a deal, man!" Because I can't sing and I can't dance, but I can talk. <laughs> and um, and then the, the way people treated you They're then, paying you know? me to talk, yes. And then you'd show up someplace, and go, you're the guy on the TV. Like, <laughs> now you're going to be the guy on the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then over the years, I've just seen it change. And, and there were times that people say, actually, get out of the neighborhood. You know, we don't want you here, which is what it is now. Paul, thank you guys so much for coming in. I uh, enjoy your, your view on things. I think you help a lot of people understand what's going on. Thank you. Our pleasure. We'll see you uh, bright and early tomorrow. Have a safe night. 